yeah, lights, camera, and uh, in action. You ready? Ready. Well, you better be because we already started recording. <laughs> of course we did. We already started recording. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of The Next 90 with Nick. I am your host, Nick, and this is The Next 90 with Nick. What the fuck does that mean? Well, I'll tell you, if you're new, this means that we take your life and we chunk it down into 90-day increments. 90 days, that's it. We just focus on 90 days and we accomplish big, big stuff because... A year is too far out. 30 days is too quickly. 90 is the secret sauce. If you can just focus on 90 days in front of you, you can accomplish more in a year than most individuals will in one to two years. So I'm not alone in this studio. I have a great, great friend of mine. Uh, we were just talking. It's what now? 20 years? 20 years. 20 years I've known this man. 20 years I've known this man. And uh, we're going to have some fun today because we're going to probably go back to some uh, some old, old stories. Uh, my brother, he's the uh, president CEO of Echo Sigma, which is a, you're going to hear all about it, but it's a disaster preparedness company. Uh, I hope I, I did that uh, Perfect. justice. And uh, my brother, Chris Raddell is in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Dude, it's, uh, this has been fun. This is, I think, kind of been, uh, been a work in the making. Like, we disconnected for, I don't know, how, how many years? How, how long? Uh... Uh, it was probably 10 years. I was playing college baseball, and I think you were doing some other things. And we just, uh, I was looking for literally probably a year for you. Really? Just kind of trying to figure out what my old friends are doing nowadays. And I, I think I think I had gone underground. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably probably my wife who's sitting in the other room. Uh, I think we had to nuke my social media for a time frame <laughs> just just to let the like the radiation, you know, settle on the damage that I had done. Um, but Chris, Chris and I would go way back 20 years when we met actually in a, in a working environment, right? That's right. We were parking cars, parking cars. We like there's valet and then there's like the Navy seals of the valet. That's right. And that's what Chris and I were. We were, uh, 20, yeah. 20, 21, something like that. That's right. Actually, yeah. no, it was, yeah, 20 because you were at my, uh, my 21st birthday. I right? was, I was. That was quite the, quite the, the party. Yeah. Um, so Chris, Chris and I, we, uh, we quickly rose quote unquote in the ranks of the valet world and the kind of the, the, the pinnacle peak was to be a, what well, I guess, what would you call that? A, a, uh, I guess like a team lead or like the, the head valet guy for the, that location. Yeah. Right? Like a location manager, right? right? Like right. a location lead. Yeah. So there was all these restaurants throughout uh, Orange County and typically there were the, the high end ones. And we would, we, we basically, you became like the team lead. And so you kind of got an override on, on everybody. We, we pool our tips together. So Chris, you were managing, uh, was it, Orange County Mining Company? Yeah, for 10 years. 10 years? Yeah. Jesus Christ. My friend's still there. I still go there and get free meals whenever I walk in the place. No way. Yeah. 10 years? Yeah. Wow. Like, and I, I think some of you guys might be like rolling your eyes like valet, really? Like, it was it was solid money. Well, this was during college. I was going to school. Yeah. I was playing college baseball, and I was making money on the side. And literally, I made better money valet in the first few years than I did my first few years out of college. <laughs> right. That, that enterprise rental car, right? Unbelievable. Yeah. So um, it was it was great money, but it was actually just a great time. Like that was like a great season of 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 life because we we're in our twenties. You know, we'd we'd park cars and get off, and then we'd go, you know, grab a couple of beers. That's right. And, like, but the one thing I, I always remember about Chris, and you probably will echo this as well, 
no pun intended, um, was that we always talked about like our, our goals, like our aspirations, you know, cause we didn't, we knew that we didn't want to park cars for the rest of our lives. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And you know, it was funny because I was going to school, playing ball, working valet. Then I started enterprise. I was doing that. And my wife's like, listen, when do I get to see you? You're my husband and you're doing all these things because your goals are out there, but we, we got to keep it in check where we have family stuff as well. Exactly. So it's great to make the money and be, be a hustler, but you got to enjoy the little so, things too. Uh, this is just coming to my memory now. Like one of the things I remember that uh, um, you inspired me is like you owned a home, right? Yeah. You, you bought, you bought a home. Like, I was 20 years old. 20 years old. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. And so I remember going to Chris's condo and we're in our 20s. I'm like, you own this? And he's like, yeah. That was the good old days, Nick, when <laughs> you could buy a house on stated income <laughs> versus declared income. And my stated income was the cash valet money that I had. Yeah. I couldn't prove all this money, but I had the cash to prove it. But you were actually, though, you were able to afford the, right. the mortgage payment back yeah. then, right? And the funny thing is I refinanced. This was in, I think, 2001 or 2002. I refinanced. I had a roommate. My mortgage was three. Fifty a month, three hundred and fifty dollars a month. And what were you charging? The, and he was paying five hundred bucks a month. <laughs> so you were making two hundred dollars a month to live in your to own live home. in my own home. And yeah. that's what I think. I mean, it, I think it's harder now for uh, for young men and women in their twenties to to own a own a home like that. But uh, but that was a smart move. Like Chris has always been a very very astute with his his money. Me on the other hand, I was like, ah, whatever, make it, <laughs> make it, make it rain. But it was cool. Cause like always in my life, I've had men like Chris and, and that I call friends, but then we also like, we, we pushed each other, you know, like we would talk about like our, our dreams and our goals. And I was, uh, so Chris was going to school full time. Um, he was, owned a home and he was doing playing baseball and he was doing valet. Right. So what I'm trying to establish here is a pattern of somebody who's not just sitting on his ass, you know, waiting for, for life to happen. He's actually going out there and has a plan. I dropped out of school. Um, and I was working full time at Acosta, uh, sales and marketing doing, I remember that. Yeah. Doing uh, food, food marketing and distribution, working valet full time. And I was trying to get my, my first business started. Uh, that all happened in in the time. Was frame. that E3 light or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, E3 See, light. I have a memory you wouldn't believe. Dude, you got a memory of an elephant. E3light.com. <laughs> yeah, he's bringing up some crazy shit that I I didn't even remember. But uh, so I started my first business, and that was right around 21, 22. You were um, living in Brea, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, I was living in Brea. Um, you know, did like it, what was crazy, like like we did very well for yeah. just you know being in our in our twenties, but. It, the distinction that I want to make is that we were like hustling, you know, like we didn't, we rarely asked for a shift off. Right. You know, like I, I can't, in fact, we'd always pick up uh, extra shifts because we liked having that, that money. We liked having the cash. And you made a good point a second ago about hustling. Well, we can all hustle in different ways too, mm -hmm. you know? So whether it's you dropping out of school or me staying in school, we all find our path and yep. everyone's path is so different, yep. but it's kind of finding what it is that, that drives and pushes you. Exactly. And you, know? you, have to, you have to know what your strengths and weaknesses right. are and kind of go down a path that's your path, but use your strengths, you know, and try to surround yourself with people that can fill in the blanks on the weaknesses. Yeah, because we, we all are going to fail at everything. We try certain things and you never know what's going to work, but yep. you keep going until you find what the magic magic sauce is, like you said earlier. And you saw, so uh, youth in my memory is not that bad either. Uh, you saw a lot of entrepreneurial spirit in your father. Talk, well done. Talk, talk a little bit about that, like the, uh, the old Thunderbird. Uh, That's a good story. So growing up, I was the only child and we'd go cross country every summer from kindergarten through 
uh, eighth grade, and my dad would go to the every GM dealer and Ford dealer and buy all out of their attic their old car parts. Really? And this is new stuff, this package, but it's been sitting there because they have new years for the next year come out. They just throw the old stuff in the attic. So, so my dad it, went in. He would buy like pennies on the dollar? He spent $30,000 over about eight years, and he turned that into over a million dollars on sales online. No When way. this was when eBay was just getting started. And so... He, wait, he turned $30,000... over a million bucks. Into a million We would dollars. go to car shows, right? And he'd bring yeah. these parts in a trailer. And I said, Dad, this is great, but the car shows are only five times a year, and you can only bring so many parts in this trailer. On eBay, you can bring anything you want as much as you want. Mm. And you're, you're in the comfort of your own house. So there's like the evolution, you know, of your father, you know, like kind of doing it the old school way. Yeah. You come in, internet's booming, and you're like, hey... Like, let's, let's take this mainstream. Right. And you guys partnered on that for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. We ended up selling that business uh, about two years ago. So he just, he would just buy up inventory and, yeah. and did you think he was crazy? Yeah. And, and. Because <laughs> you're like in the car and you're like, this is vacation. Like. I can't tell you how we're, many. We're at the, we're at the Chevy dealership in Albuquerque. Like, uh, this is not what I've been. So, so keep in mind, I'm in like third, fourth, fifth grade, right? So one of these trips, we, I buy a bunch of hat pins online. It's been. 500 bucks of dad's money. So I go to a car show and I sell them $3 each or two or five bucks. And I'm selling really good for three days and I'm making like $1,200 wow. on a three-day deal. So I go, cool, dad, I got 1,200 bucks. He goes, no, no. No, you don't. Give me 500 bucks back. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? That's I'm in deep. third grade. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the cost of doing business. Yeah, that's right. I understand. And that's, that's, that's what I think is cool is that like your father was was mirroring for you. You know, he was showing you that, because what, what wasn't his full-time job is combing the, the United States for Chevy parts, was it? Well, he's always been an entrepreneur in his own, so he's always had a lot of property. He okay. inherited when his parents passed away. Okay. So he, he still, to this day, that same property that he bought an insurance policy on his mom on property in Monterey Park, believe it or not, um, which was like everything he had to, to scrape together to scrape together to get this. And they've brought in over... Ex- excess of $5 million no in the way. last 40 years wow. from the same property they still own today, my dad and his brother. That's so crazy, man. Crazy. That's so he lived off that, and so, this was the fun money. So you uh, so you, you saw you saw kind of this entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, and what was cool, like, in, in, in like what we did in Valet, that was, that was kind of entrepreneurial. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, we were working directly with, like, the owner. We ran kind of our own, quote-unquote, like little enterprise there. We mm-hmm. managed the guys. We had to actually cut guys if it wasn't, uh, you know, enough. it wasn't going to be profitable enough. We had to dictate the pay. And then, you know, we actually, our pay was, was predicated on how much success we had that night as well. Absolutely. And we were like the kings of fucking service. And you man. know what? It's funny because we had some nights where I'd have guys line up because I just didn't feel good about it. And sometimes you get new employees. And so I'm having guys roll up their pants let me see your socks, making sure you're not stealing money from me. Yeah. Because you got to look at all the things. You can't just assume that everyone's a good person. Exactly. So you're checking everything out. Yeah. And, and I loved, I loved that. I was like, that was such a fun time of, <laughs> of life. But I remember, and I, and I want you to touch on this as well, but I remember like we launched Roy's of, oh, gosh. of, of Newport Beach. Yep. That was like the shit, man. Thursdays and Friday nights. Friday nights was crazy there. The cars that came in, you know, were just insane. We had guys come in limousines that would give us 20 bucks. Just for opening the door. Just for on the way in yep, and, and the way, the way out. out. That yep. one guy, I forget I his name. I forget his name. Oh, uh, my gosh. But he had the blue lights on the side of the limo. Yeah, I, I would never forget. We'd I, run to him. Yep. And then we always kept those those spots up front, yep. right? Because we knew our customers. And, like, we knew them by name. We took the time and we made them feel special. And then they would always drop us a, a 20, you yeah. know? And um, I remember like standing there at Roy's 
And we talk about like, oh man, like this would be so cool to be able to eat here. And like, I always would wonder in my mind, like what these people do. And then I'd always say like, someday, someday I'm going to roll up here in a nice car yep. and someone's going to park it for me. Like what was going through your mind at, at that time? That's absolutely true. And we'd see celebrities come in and it was always a motivating piece for me. Like knowing these guys are coming in on a Thursday. And for me, when I was that age and even a little bit older, I would think, if I'm going to have enough money to do this, it's going to be on a Friday or Saturday night. Right. I'll take my girlfriend out or like my wife a once, out. A once in right, a right. blue moon experience. Not on every Thursday. <laughs> right. So whatever these guys are doing, I want to listen to them and yep. find out how they're so successful. Yep. And that's the cool thing is that I think being around in that environment, like you and I were hungry. You and I wanted, like we had these visions of grandeur. Then we're in this, we put ourselves in this environment where we're seeing it like um, manifest in front of our eyes and other people. And it's showing you that, hey, this is this is possible. Like, this guy can do it. I I can do it. You know, right. it's just I need to stay on, like you said, my path and 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 my journey. Um, so I want to go back a little bit, real quick, to the uh, to the car part thing. So you stepped in. I remember that dude. You're like taking photos with the old school like camera, digital camera, absolutely. And like I'm like, what are you doing? And it'd be like a fucking Thunderbird, like uh, bezel or bezel, headlamp lens yeah, or head, something. Yeah. And, and it would sell for... Several hundred dollars. Yes. I mean, it's, okay, here's the greatest way of thinking about it. When you're a kid and you're seven years old, it's Christmas morning, you wake up and you see all these presents. And I remember very, very clearly, it's that new present in a box. Yep. And I want to rip that box open as fast as I can, right? And play with that toy and beat up the box and whatever. Well, for 20, 30 years... My dad kept those toys in the box. Wow. Never ripped up the box. So think about it. If you own that Thunderbird 50 years later and you have that brand new bezel still in the original box, it's invaluable. That is so crazy. I mean, I, I remember looking at that and I was blown away. And you guys, you were telling me like the, the numbers these things were selling for and I'm computing the math. And you told me about your dad's like inventory that he had. I'm like, And we were paying, is... literally we had 3,000 square feet. We had a good friend. It's all about who you know right. to get to a shorter thing here. And we were paying $200 a month for a place in Old Town Orange for 3,000 square feet because it's all about connections and making, you know, uh, just friends and having these these collaboration. These, yeah, exactly what you and I are doing. And so I had no right overhead now. for this up, but three hundred bucks a month for a three thousand square feet warehouse, That's, which nowadays it would be a lot more. So it's it's crazy because Chris Chris and I talk a lot nowadays. Um, he's an entrepreneur, and we're and we're gonna we're gonna get there. But you can see how he's been always kind of rooted in this this entrepreneurial journey. But um, so Chris and I talk a lot, and you know he he asked me for advice a lot, and. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Cause like at that time of our life, like I was looking to you, I was looking to, it's like you owned a home and you had the stuff. And so it's crazy, this reciprocal type relationship and people where everybody's like, Oh, Nick, you know, like I'm, I'm so inspired. I'm like, dude, I'm inspired by you. Like I'm inspired by what you're doing. I'm inspired by, by, by your journey because it's, it's your journey. And this is my journey. It's just a different, a different journey, yeah. you know, but it was like, I'm so grateful for that period of my life. Uh, looking back, I'm like, this is so fucking like rad. Like, it's so cool. In that moment, you know, obviously I wanted more, but uh, like, like me, you, Mitch, Grant, like those guys? all yeah. those guys, man, like we were just doing it, you know, and we were all hustling. We had like this little like billionaire boys club yeah. you know, that we were doing. So, um, so, but you got out of the entrepreneurial world. So this is the, this is the connection I want to make. And then you went into... Yeah, I worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. went into the prison cell. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember graduating college. And I remember you telling me about this. You're like, dude, like if you if you do this and you do that, 
then you're going to be at like, you know, this amount of money and I beca- then I can finally become, you know. Yeah. And because uh, of our experiences prior to this of valet and, and seeing making really good money, um, then I went to corporate America and it wasn't as easy as it was for me outside of that. Mm-hmm. And it was such a challenge for me because I had both jobs when I first started enterprise. I kept the valet because I'm like, well, that's that's my, my back. My, my funny money. Yeah, yeah, my funny money. And trying to work in the enterprise rent a car, which I did great with. I was a manager within two years, had my own store, had several hundred cars I was in charge of employees, but I just never had and felt the autonomy that I wanted to you, grow you my own growth. You probably felt like a tiger in a cage. Yeah. I mean, you had these like entrepreneurial roots and you talk about your path, right? Right. Like, was that your path? No, no. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it, were you, were you happy? No, miserable. <laughs> I was miserable. And literally I had a half mile to work from my house when I got this one branch that I managed. So you're half a mile from your house. Yeah. So you think, okay, great. There's no commute to work in life. It's easy. And you're, and you're probably making, I'm assuming six figures, right? Uh, no, 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 no. I was I, a manager I, 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 making less than that. Really? Well less than that. Come on. And I was in charge of $3 million worth of assets. Come on. I thought, I thought like you could like make six figures in yeah, that. Yeah, we all thought that. We were <laughs> naive. And then when, what were the hours? That's and you, so you're there before seven and you're there past six most days. And if there's something like a, someone would give you fraudulent information and there was a stolen car, you had to go find it. You had to do your homework and figure it out. Like... You had some support, but... People literally steal rental cars? All the time. No way. All the time. And I mean, I know that's probably a naive statement. That's of me, another but... story there on its own. I can tell you stories about that another day. But all the time we'd find keys and missing batteries in our rental car in the no parking way. lot of Disneyland and stuff like that. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, so the the point I want to connect here is that, like, <clears throat> like, you know your path. Like, right now as you're listening to this, you know, just think about, like, what you're doing. Think about your path. You know, are you on it? Like, I can tell you unequivocally, without a shadow of a doubt, looking into this man's eyes, I'm 100% on my path. And I know that he's on his path right right now. And I can tell you that the path that he's on right now is probably more difficult than the path he was on. And to, to emphasize your point, it's, your path is not always what you want it to be. Mm. For example, when I got rid of the car parts business... Um, I bought a rhinestone business selling yeah. women's rhinestone t-shirts like a and rhinestone I was dri- cowboy and I was driving a minivan. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm the, I'm the dad with two little kids driving the minivan to school doing rhinestones. Doing rhinestones. I love that. dude. And that wasn't my path. I didn't want that, but that was what the step was I had a, to take. It was a stepping stone to yeah. get to where I am now. So he, he skipped over a massive, massive step. Um, so he was at enterprise miserable, you started to have kids, right? Uh, just after Enterprise, yeah. Yeah, so he's in there. He's like cr- literally created his own kind of prison cell. Like he thought like, hey, I'm going to, I know that my path probably is in this entrepreneurial world, but let me just go and take this this comfy, safe, you know, secure job. I'll, I'll do X, Y, and Z. I'll work my way up the corporate ladder. I'm close to home. But like it's literally like taking a tiger or a lion out of cap, out of out of uh, the nature and put it in captivity, like you're in an enclosure, free of predators. You're well fed, but you're not being a fucking lion. No, like you're not hunting. No, you're not hunting. Yeah, you know. And so, what he did was he said, "Screw this! Like I need to be a entrepreneur. Exactly. I need to do my own thing and make my own path." And so, like you looked around. And he, like, you guys, a lot of you guys are like, well, I can't be an entrepreneur. You know, I don't know how to start a business. You don't have to start a business. What did you do? No, I started with my dad's business. No, 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 but the the rhinestones. Oh, so I I, bought a business. I bought a business. It was already existing for two years. Exactly. He took, like, and then you can go find these businesses anywhere. That was on Craigslist, by the way. On Craigslist, by the way. And I owned it for three years, and I sold it for almost three times what I bought it for. Did you guys hear that? 
like pause, not the podcast, but pause your brain and just like, think about that. He was inside like what was comfortable, but he was uncomfortable. Like there was like, there was, there was comfort, but it was painful comfort because he knew that he wanted to do something else. So he's like, okay, I need to get back to my path. And the fastest way was to get back into a business. So you can start a business or you can buy a business. Was it like, and you don't have to say the dollar amount, but it was, a, was it like a substantial amount no, of money? No, no. And, and were you able to get terms on it or did you have to write a check? Or? Uh, you know what? To be honest, I uh, had some help from my dad. Okay. He gave me some money to, to pay to buy it off, off right up front. Cool. So he bought the business and then three years grew it and sold it for three times. Did you make money in that time? Frame? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So he made money every month and then he sold it for three times because he like finally got back on the right path. And then did you stop there? No, no. What did you do with that so money? Then I took that money and I folded it into the business that I have a true passion for is what I'm doing now. Yeah. So he bought like he used that as a launching pad. He used that as a stepping stone. You know, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but if I have forgive me and uh, just take it in again. But like sometimes life is like a, like a slingshot, right? Life, life is the slingshot. You are the rock. If I take the slingshot and the rock and I hand it to Chris right now and I say like, shoot me with this. If Chris doesn't pull back on, on that at all, doesn't put any tension on that slingshot, it's going to drop right in his lap with gravity. If he barely pulls it back, it may come across the table. We're only sitting a couple feet from each other. It may bounce off my chest. But if Chris takes that rock and he pulls it back and he puts tension on it and he pulls it back, pulls it back, pulls it back, he could literally kill me with that thing, right? And it's all in the amount of effort and tension that you put on the actual thing. And that's what human beings are. Like, you got to put yourself in these these positions of tension and you got to, sometimes you got to go back a little bit. You got to go sell fucking rhinestone t-shirts right. in order to catapult well beyond where you thought possible into your actual dream. Like you don't want to sell rhinestones. You want to be an entrepreneur. That just happened to be a stepping stone into Echo Sigma, which is what you do, what you do now. Absolutely. Learning about business, you know, yeah. in a small, small way with the rhinestone deal and ditch the minivan. <laughs> got a really nice SUV with big yes. tires on it. Yes. And now I have the most manly, business out there. Yes, he does. And so I want you to talk about your, your, uh, your business. Um, and then I want to, I, like Chris is doing some, some big shit and then we're going to go into, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go into really why I wanted Chris on, on, on the show. But, uh, so, uh, talk about Echo Sigma. What is it exactly? So again, Echo Sigma, an existing business, I so saw that you, you didn't start it. No. And I saw the need. I saw this was around for five years prior to my wife and I buying it. And a much larger scale business, and we jumped in right so away. So you saw an opportunity. Absolutely. You saw you saw a business had been around. Obviously, it was doing well. It had proven and, results. Well enough because absolutely. It had been you you saw that it was probably undercapitalized mm-hmm. and under marketing. Yeah, and, and that you could take it to the next level, kind of like what you did with the uh, right rhinestone business. And so then you you bought this business. Yeah, and uh, you know it starts out, and you're just getting sales all online. And then I went to uh, an event called the Bear Girl Survival Challenge mm-hmm. to be a contestant, to run this deal, kind of like a, a mud run, things like that. And I, I, I went there and I said, you know what? So this is what you guys are going to give away to all the contestants is this backpack. I said, well, I don't know Bear Grylls, um, but... And by the way, I don't know if you guys know who Bear Grylls is. Just Google him. Bear like a bear, B-E-A-R, Grylls. He, like, he's at a show on, on, on NBC. I mean, he's like the foremost authority of survival. They literally drop this guy, like, in the middle of nowhere, butt naked, and he comes out, like, fully clothed, like, eating lobster tail. I mean, yeah, he's, true. He's, he's amazing. And, I mean, he's got a very high net worth. He knows all the celebrities. Like, this is not just some fucking guy off the street, right? Bear Grylls is, like, a legit 
survival entrepreneur, you know? He is the survival guy. Yeah. He is that guy. So like in Chris's business of this Echo Sigma, which Echo Sigma is a kind of disaster preparedness um, uh, business. He sells these bags and we'll talk about them in a second, but uh, like that's like the Michael Jordan. Right. 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 So, so you're kind of like, I'm just trying to paint a picture for the audience because what you did was no small feat. So he signed up for Bear Grylls' race. He goes there. And he sees that the quality of product that like Bear Grylls is 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 putting out and putting his name out, like didn't didn't align with what he thought to be the brand. And Chris knew that he had a badass brand because my wife and I would stay up at night and watch four hours of Bear Grylls on TV and just go crazy with it. So when I went in, I know this guy, even though I've never met him. Well, and you wrote down like what did you write down about Bear Grylls? So I wrote down like the you know the the five things that I wanted about I wanted to meet Bear Grylls. Um, I want to sell them my products. Um, I want to take my business to the next level. And I think we were always kind of lacking part of the branding. And yeah. so to associate ourselves with a bigger name. So Chris huge. wrote down, he wrote down some shit on paper. He said, uh, one of the five people I want to meet in my life is Bear Girls, And I don't just want to meet with him. I want to be a peer. I want to conduct business with, with this man. So he signs up for a race, like not having this intention, but then goes there and he sees an opportunity, right? So this is what he could have done. He could have just gone back to that comfort and not put himself out there and just like take in their bag, run the race, maybe took a picture of his bag at the race and kind of like fagazied his way like into like, oh, I was a part of a Bear Girls race with Echo Sigma. But he says no. So he reaches down, he grabs his fucking balls and he's like, I'm going to put myself out there, much like he's doing right now on this podcast. You ever been on a podcast First before? time. Exactly. So <clears throat> he, he, he puts himself out there and he says, I'm going to do business with Bear Girls. And what happens next? So I, I said, you know what? You need my bags and here's why. And I, <laughs> and what, okay, stop. Like you guys are getting some gold here, like absolute fucking gold. <laughs> he says, you need my bags and this is why. Yeah. He didn't say, um, Mr. Girls, um, my, my name is Chris and I, I used to sell rhinestones t-shirts and, but now I'm a big burly man. And, uh, he said, <laughs> look, you need my fucking bag and here's why. Like certainty. Like right. he, the way he just said it right now, I'm like, I want to buy it. And you don't even know if like, I didn't know at the time that I would be able to make it happen and get enough units in time for the event, but I'm, I'll figure it out. Right. There's always a way to do that. Exactly. When like, when you, when you, when you're clear on what you want, you know, you'll find a way like, when you know what your why is, you'll figure and you know what the what is, you'll figure out the fucking how I promise you every time. And most people don't know what their why is. So you're like, I wrote this down. I'm going to meet Barry girls. I'm going to do business with them. You go here, here you're going to buy my bag and this is why. And what happens? And so then 8,000 units later, they 8, bought from us. 8,000 That's more than units. we do in a couple of years. <laughs> and and now we're doing it next year too. Yeah. Last, first weekend in May, next year. And you're going to get other events, right? Oh, absolutely. We're, we're working with... And, uh, and so what happened? So you go to the event, you give out 8,000 bags. 8,000 bags. And... And I got to meet Bear. And you took like... A, a picture with him. Oh, oh yeah. Right? Yeah, I got pictures with Bear. He's wearing your bag. Wearing my bag, like all kinds of social media press. And you know what? I He was such a cool guy. And so cra the crazy part is, is then all of a sudden, Chris's phone rings. And ring, ring, ring on the phone is Kevin Harrington's group. Kevin Harrington is on Shark Tank. One of the first from season he, one. He's actually the one of the original Sharks, yes, right? Yes, that's right. Kevin is like huge in the as seen on TV. And they say, Chris, we fucking love your product. We want to feature it, right? Right. And you just went to like some place in Florida. Yeah. And literally I got the phone call for this deal while I was with the Bear Grylls deal. Yeah. So they didn't even find me through the Bear Grylls situation. This was just because of our product and how great it is online and the presence we've established. And so my wife and I flew to Florida last week. Dude, and so this is, so by the way, people, 
like this 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 company it, it didn't it, it wasn't dormant like the 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 person who owned it before had done a great, great job, job a great job getting it to where it was chris saw opportunity he saw his path he saw his passion you know and he saw his pain his pain of like like if i don't go continue to to, to pursue this i'm going to end up back in this you know 10 by 10 prison cell known as like corporate america and I'm going to be fucking miserable. I'm going to be useless to my wife. I'm going to be useless to my children. I'm going to be useless to myself. And by the way, you talk about when I make it happen with those backpacks, I literally got those backpacks three days before the event because they were <laughs> held up in customs. I grew so much gray hair over that time frame. I can't even tell you. But you pulled it off. But I made it happen. Yeah. And like, you're, are you, are you a better business person? Oh yeah. And I had, I called logistics companies all over to say, Hey, who do you know? Do you know any of these guys that can help me push this thing through? And it's like, about because he was like, he knew what the why was and he knew what the what was. And then he just had to figure out the how, like one of my most uncanny abilities as an entrepreneur is problem solving. That's it. I'm a professional problem solver. I happen to create a lot of them. So I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty damn good at solving them. But like, I just won't give up. Like, I didn't know how to do a podcast. I did not know how to do a podcast back in March. I didn't even, I fucking didn't barely even listen to podcasts. Now I have one of the fastest growing podcasts in iTunes. I have men reaching out to me left and right to work with me directly. Men's lives are changing. I didn't know like what the next 90 was going to fully be. And it's developing in a beautiful, beautiful way because I knew what my why was. I wanted to continue to liberate myself and I wanted to go liberate other men who were in the same position as me, men who knew that there was greatness inside of them, men who knew that they wanted to take their lives to the next level but didn't know how to fucking do it. And I had these tools and they'd be selfish of me to keep. So Chris did the same thing. He sells 8,000 units, more business in... And how long? And 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 what was the time frame? By the time you like, they said I'm doing this with Bear Grylls till it happening. Uh, within the first two months. Wow. Yeah. And now they've signed up, I guess, for next year as well. And they want more bags. And we're gonna do another bag for another event um, out in San Francisco. Uh, I'll escape from Alcatraz. We're working on with nice. them right now, which could be really really cool too. That's so crazy. Like this could be just like one like whole division of yeah. your of your company, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, and then so Kevin Harrington calls. And, um, you know, I, um, you and I went back and forth actually on the Bear Grylls thing. We talked about it. Yeah. We, we, went, ta we talked advice. about, yeah, we talked about, uh, the, the Kevin Harrington thing. Cause you were like, uh, you know, it's a lot of money when yeah. I'm not, you know, a multi-million dollar company yet. Right. And like to make what, this, what, what did you just say? Yet. Yet. Do you right. see like these people, like you're getting these nuggets throughout, like yet you're going to buy this bag. Like it's that certainty and the seeing it in his mind that actually will help it manifest in his actual daily disciplines, which actually will manifest in real life. Like I, the, the, the one point I want to make is that it's not like Chris just sits around and goes, I'm going to meet Bear Grylls. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden Bear Grylls like, you know, like helicopters in and, and fast ropes down. He's like, Hey man, you want to eat some worms? No, that's not what happens. Chris is like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to talk to the right person. I'm going to do this. My bags get caught in logistics. I'm going to do this. Kevin Harrington calls. I'm going to make the investment. I'm going to go on TV and I'm not a multi-million dollar company yet yet like you didn't end it there or when i be if i become like yet like it's already happened and he's bringing it to right now so how was that experience with uh with kevin harrington so you know it, it's funny because we're like i said a smaller company and so these companies like asking on tv they're worth mm -hmm. 500 billion dollars apparently or something like that and you know, I talked to the vice president of this, then the senior vice president of that, and it's it's me or one or two of my employees in the meantime 
taking care of all these things where I have to go to their legal team and then I have to go to their other team. And it's like, it's so funny because a lot of times until you get where you want to be, it's you. Right. You're yeah, wearing you, so many hats. You're like the CEO, you're legal, yeah. you're accounting, you're shipping, you're yeah. receiving. Yeah. And you're so janitorial. Exactly. And so the opportunity was like, you know what, this is our real big step for us to really take our business to the next level. Yeah. And we have to invest because y- you only get out what you put into it. And so as hard as it is when the wife wants a new kitchen in the house or a new pool in the backyard, she says, do your thing. Let's pay for the commercial. Let's go all in. Right. Well, you and I were talking about this, I think just yesterday or the day before. I'm like, like, oh man, it sucks. We really want a new kitchen. I'm like, how about you buy a new house with the, with yeah. the kitchen of your dreams? Yeah. Like that and that and the, the the willingness to kind of forego the the instant gratitude and actually like invest in yourself is why you will become a multi-million dollar company. I have no no doubt in 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 my mind. So like just look at this. You know, he he went his roots were always kind of embedded in entrepreneurialism. I don't know if that's a word, but fuck it, we'll roll with it. His father kind of like paved a path. He came and said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to shift this and I'm going to make it bigger for you, dad, and took $30,000, turned it into well over a million dollars. And then said, well, you know what, maybe I'm, I'm going to get married. I want the security and went away from his path into, into corporate America was like, had a cush job, probably could still be there and be like, you know, doing very, very well, yeah. but would be miserable. Like would be absolutely wearing a shirt and tie, uh, washing cars, with my tie on, no. Where I met my wife, by the way, and she would always cite the story. She'd always convince me to wash the cars for her because she didn't want to get her shoes messed up. And I was her boss. <laughs> I'm running the branch and I'm out there washing cars uh, for my she's wife. She's your boss. But now she's the boss. Yeah. <laughs> so then he then he's like, screw this. He goes, does some research. His 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 why was clear. Like, I am going to like become an entrepreneur. I'm gonna have time freedom. I'm gonna have my I'm gonna be my own boss. So his why the what was like I I wanna get into this, you know, this this disaster preparedness and these these products that he's in, but like that that was a little bit too far. So okay, now I'm gonna the how is I'm gonna buy this business, I'm gonna flip it, and then I'm gonna go into my thing. And then it's like now I'm gonna meet get on the same level with these A players. Like, dude, this is a guy from Stanton. That was valeting cars and is in the same room with like Bear Grylls getting hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of orders and Kevin Harrington of Shark Tank. Like if you don't believe that you can do this, like take Chris's fucking story because he just shattered that. He just shattered that whole monologue in your head. You know, like people look at me and they're like, oh, you got lucky. I'm like, fuck you. Like come spend a day in my life. Yeah. You know, that's why I started documenting it so people can see like it's daily disciplines and, you know, like all the stuff that I do every single day. You talk about being an entrepreneur and, oh, your friends say, oh, it must be so awesome owning your own business. It is awesome. But there's a lot of other work that goes into that. Yeah. It's not just Fox off five, let's go home. No, right. there's more things you got to do. No, a hundred, a hundred percent. So um, I want to talk specifically about Echo Sigma because it, it's really cool. Chris just brought me this this beautiful bag and it, it's called the, 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 the get home bag, the get home bag. And it's, it's meant for like when disaster strikes and we're seeing a lot of that right now. Um, when, when disaster strikes, you, you have three days worth of food. I mean, you've got, I mean, all sorts of crazy stuff in there. Just list like five, so, of, five of the things that are in so there. So this is uh yeah, it's, it's the three day get home bag and it's food, water, shelter. There's hydration bladder inside. There's water purification tablets. There's at least five ways to start fire. There's mirrors, there's batteries, there's a high-end flashlight, a great multi-tool, gloves, eye protection, all these things that we don't know we need. I'm right. Until something happens. I know, like, and, and that's what's crazy about like this. And and uh, 
I just had this like crazy epiphany as you were talking about this when disaster strikes and we don't know what we need. And like, that's why I do this. That's why I do this podcast is because like most people come to me like when disaster strikes, most, most men come to me when their marriages are fucked up and their bodies are like grossly overweight and they've, you know, they've got gout because they just feeding themselves with carbs and they're sedating with alcohol or they've gotten a DUI or something's like that, like the amount of pain has just gotten so terrible that disaster strikes. And this is like, I'm like the get home guy. Well, I'm the get home guy. Like I give them all the, the stuff that you mm-hmm. like tools, I give them tools and principles that they can get their life back on track. Your company helps people get like from where they are to back home where right. they want to be, right? And, yeah, and you know, you, you a funny point there. That it's it's once already things have happened, that's when we react. Right. We need to be prepared. prepared. Yeah. So be be ready earlier with your career and your journey, and don't wait till with your disaster preparedness. Don't wait till these fires strike again because these fires hit last week and we get thirty orders the next day. That's so crazy. Why Why wait that long? Yeah. Why take like, take a take, take action take now? Take action now. Take action. Take action now. Yeah. So, um, by the way, Chris is. Like he's not only a good friend, but he's a great man. He uh, he he's gonna give all the next ninety listeners ten uh, percent off everything for the next two weeks. So if you go to Echo dot Sigma, Echo dash Sigma, so, uh, Echo dash Sigma. So EC, and I'll put this up on the website, but ECHO dash Sigma S I G M A dot com, and in the promote pro- promo area, type in next ninety altogether. All caps, right? Yep. And the XT90, and you get 10% off our entire store. And we have high-end SOG weapons. We have high-end flashlights. I mean, check out our zombie bag. That's all I need to say. Oh, my God. My buddy Craig is going to love So here, love real, zombie, real quick. So bag. our red bags wouldn't sell. They, we have black, red, and brown. Red would not sell. So being the entrepreneur that I am, I said, let's throw a zombie bat- patch on here. Let's throw an extra cool tool, a big hatchet, charge more money. And now there's six hundred dollars a piece for the zombie bag, and they're selling, like, and they're selling like crazy. That's so funny. See, like you just have to people. You cannot stay stagnant. You cannot wait for disaster to fucking strike to do something. Like this whole next ninety movement is about like putting one foot in front of the other and just being always prepared. Always have your get home bag with the tools of the core four and these ninety day challenges. You know, like Chris could Chris could be sitting here not have sold to Bear Grylls, not have gone on onto um uh the as seen on tv not have like reinvented the zombie bag and had just mediocre sales but he's growing he's growing exponentially he's putting himself out there in the way of the podcast right. and the, pri- the one of the primary reasons i want to have him on here is that you know he's always he's been looking to me and we, we're talking a lot back and forth about these entrepreneurial moves and you know i've been able to successfully scale two eight figure businesses you know while b- being physically fit while having a marriage on fire my wife is actually sitting in earshot listening to all this stuff, uh, have a weaponized body. And so Chris is like, that's resonates with him, right? Cause and I sell the weapons by the way. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, so, um, you know, the, uh, the whole, the whole point is that he reached out to me and I said, Hey, you know what, dude, like, here's my acceleration videos. Like here, here is my acceleration videos. Now keep in mind, I just, I, I want to frame this up is that it's, it's a 60 day quote unquote course, Right. And so I said, hey, you can consume this as quickly or as slowly as you want. I think you did it all in three weeks. Yeah, I did. Yeah. What was what was that journey like inside the acceleration? It was in- intense and it was great because we all have our own way we think we know how to be successful. And to get someone else's ideas and thoughts on it, 
it just opens my eyes to even more opportunities. Like the power of questions. What did yes. you What did you find with that? Yeah. So you're you're. I go home and I ask my wife certain things after I listen to what you had to say, and it just it just makes things in a different light that you never thought about looking them that way. Mm-hmm. And so it really motivates you to like, I can be a better person. I can be a better business leader. I can do all these things because of some tools that I never even opened up and looked at. Like, did, how, did I talk about money very often on no, that? No, no. Like, I, I barely talk about money on it because, like, everybody comes and they think they want to make more money. I'm like, cool, I'm going to fix you. They're like, no, I'm good. You just need to fix my money. I'm like, dude, your money is a, as a, is a reflection of, like, who, who you are, you know? So I'm going to fix you, and then the money will the, come. The money will come, you know, because Chris's mindset is the way it is, and he, he's relentless. He knows what his why is. He knows he's clearly on the what. Like, he'll figure the how out. And so that's why, I, 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 in the acceleration course, like, there's all these modules on like reframing the way you think right and you probably were already like there but even for someone like you like you probably had to get some nuggets out of that oh a lot and i'm never gonna stop learning i mean if you stop accepting these invitations to learn by other people you're you're slowing your own self down what did you say uh yesterday or was the day before i'm like like yeah you know uh, like i i probably could have gone a little bit slower but i just wanted I wanted more. Yeah, eight minutes, uh, 10 minutes a, a, a day wasn't enough. So I wanted like two or three or four days <laughs> at a time. And then I can ask those questions to my wife and family and friends and quicker. And the cool thing is, is that the way, the way it's created, you can go back and you can, you know, you can go back to the power questions. I had a coaching client that came in uh, yesterday and dude, he had like a notebook and he had fucking pages. I was like so impressed. Like all the questions, like he went really in depth and I got to read that and I got to know this man who I barely knew like this because he was vulnerable and he was willing to go all in on himself. And he is so fired up. He's texting me left and right. He's probably listening to this right now with a big old smile on his face because he knows who knows who I'm talking about. It's because he's now clear on his why. We're getting we're getting, you know, somewhat clear on the what and then we're gonna fucking figure out the how. Well it's funny because you keep me the I just started listening to it all and I'm not a big reader. It's just not my thing. I have other strengths and I just don't enjoy it very much. Right. But since your videos, I watch those, I've already done two like sales books on tape really just because of what you i never even thought about doing that yeah my friends do it and talk about it but i've never right. been pushed enough to do it and after listening to you for the 60 days i said i'm gonna do that so right now well, my, you didn't listen to me for 60 days no you, you listened to me for like two weeks yeah he i consumed, did dude he consumed 60 days worth of content in like two, two or three weeks, weeks. But, but but it was that your your motivation that helped yeah. me i feel like an already motivated person look i'm gonna do this too because that's just gonna help me so i have that going on my speaker in the mornings for two hours, listening to a, a sales books on tape to help me with other parts of my business. Yep. So th- uh, that's the beauty of this thing. It's called the acceleration course. Um, is that like you can say, it's like, it's like a gas pedal. I, I can put Chris and I in the same car, same gas pedal and say, cool, this is how it works. Go. He might mash it to the floor and boom, go directly to where he wants to go much faster. And I could just take it as it, as it goes and push my my foot down. And so that's the that's the success that I'm finding with the the acceleration course. The crazy part about this whole podcast is like, how much of this did I have written down? You didn't. Like, how much of the the message did we discuss prior? Very very little. <laughs> that, that all. I, just, I, yeah. I told Chris just sit back, relax, and we're gonna just tell. Yeah. I said, where's the questions? Where, what do I? Where's the script here? <laughs> There's no script. This is all authentic. But the crazy part is, is as this starts to go, like it just unfolds. The journey unfolds, and it's it's meant to be as it as it should raw. be. Yeah, raw. And like I was like, that's so great. This like disastered preparedness bag is exactly what I do. Like the, the acceleration course is to prepare yourself so you don't hit the fucking disaster. Like put the bag in your car, put the things in your mind before the disaster happens. So when they come, you're like, I got this. Life is going to happen. How many disasters are there? Oh my gosh. Every single day. There's something. Right? Every single day. 
Like there's something there's that's hurricanes, like, there's you know tornadoes, there's earthquakes, lions, there's, tigers, and fucking bears, like and not just here, all yeah, over the world. Yeah, exactly. And and if if you're not prepared, right? Like it's like if if you failed to prepare, you better prepare to fail. And that's like what Chris does. Like what he's doing in the world with these bags is helping people like get back home, right? Like get back home to the ones they love. What I do inside the next 90 is help men get back home. I restore a man to the fucking throne, to the king that he is. I take a man who's like Chris, he didn't need me, like who's stuck inside, you know, this the confines of this miserable existence. And I'm like, no, dude, you are not a fucking lion in a cage at the zoo. Break out of that motherfucker. Don't eat the kids and go hunt. Go hunt. Like, that's what life is about. It's about hunting. It's about getting what you want and not sitting around waiting for someone to come feed you in a fucking cage. Right. And it's about being prepared for a disaster because it's going to happen. You're going to have ups and downs in in your life. So, dude, that was fun. That was a good podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're still going. That's incredible. It's not over yet. (laughs) (laughs) You're not off the hook just yet. So, again, if you want to prepare... For a disaster, like from life, fires, floods, earthquakes, hurricanes, hornet's nests, I don't know. Go to echo-sigma, echo, E-C-H-O dash sigma, S-I-G-M-A, echo-sigma.com, promo, next 90, all caps, anything on the website. Yep. Anything on the website, 10% off to the next 90 customers. The bag that I have is called the Get Home Bag. It is sick. I'm going to put a picture up um, of it on the website. I'm also, it's going to be in my, uh, my social media if you are a man and you're listening to this and the dialogue that Chris and I had about getting back home, preparing for the fucking disaster, because it's coming, you might be in the disaster right now. If you want to work with me directly, you can email me, nick at ownthenext90.com, nick at ownthenext90.com, subject line, disaster struck. I'll know that's that you listen to this podcast. I'll know that that message resonated with you. Like, I will work with you, but you have to be willing to pay the price. There is an investment. There always is an investment. You're either paying the price to live your existing life that's not working, or you're going to pay the fucking price and go all in on yourself, buy a business, invest into you, drive the goddamn minivan (laughs) for a period of time to then catapult yourself to the life that you've always envisioned. Selling badass bags, driving a badass SUV, working with badass people like Bear Grylls. Like, it doesn't come without paying a fucking price. So, to all the Next 90 Nation, there's private Facebook groups that are growing right now. I'm getting reached, I'm, I'm getting people that are reaching out all over about the pounds that they're losing, the dollars that they're making, the sex that they're having, the connections that are, are re- like forming, like, I love you guys. Continue to listen, share with me, follow me on Facebook, Nick Long 365, Instagram, Nick Long 365. Share your stories with me. We need to have success in here because success shared is success amplified. Pain shared is pain divided. And if you're in pain, email me, nick at ownthenext90.com. Disaster struck is the subject line and we'll work together. Chris, closing thoughts from you, my friend. Uh, You know what? It's funny how we talk about things going full circle and we lost touch for no other reason than I think we just went to our career path. Right. And then somehow, some way, I was just kind of wanting to find out what happened to you because we were such good friends. Yeah. And I, I, I was telling your wife earlier, it took me probably a year to find you. I was wow. trying to spell your name differently on social media, find out where you've been, what you were doing. 
And now we've been reconnected for, I'd say, six, eight months now. Yeah, maybe and, longer. And it's really kind of reopened my eyes and got me re-inspired to be even I better. It. I love it. And I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. We're going to come back in a year from now, and we're going to talk about where you're at. And the audience is going to be uh, blown away. So uh, also, too, if, if you're interested, I forgot to mention this, if you're interested in the acceleration videos, email me as well, nick at nick at ownthenext90.com. Say, I want to accelerate in the subject line. I want to accelerate. I will send you the first one. I will send you the first video for absolutely free. And if you like it, then we can open up a conversation about how to get the rest. So there's 60 videos. You can consume it as quickly or as slowly as you want. Just nick at ownthenext90.com. I want to accelerate the subject line. I'll send you the first one. And it's powerful. The first one is fucking powerful. Chris, I appreciate you like listening to those, dude. I appreciate you watching them. I appreciate you applying them. I appreciate you coming on the show. And I just appreciate you as a man, father, husband, and a business leader. Thank you for the time. That's what I'm trying to be myself. All right, brother. All right. Until next time, everybody, prepare for disaster and own the next 90. I'm out.